You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we are so glad that you're here with us this week. We've got a lot of fun stuff ahead today. Uh, but before we get to all of that, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host of the show also the lead correspondent over at AHLReport.com. And I am joined in the studio each and every week by our editor-in-chief and founder, Mr. Rick Stevens. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. World Juniors are all wrapped up. Could we just please now get the summer to slow down? Because now it's like we're careening. We're we track. are careening towards mm-hmm. the start of hockey season, and I'm desperately grasping at straws to, to slow time down a little bit um but yeah it's uh it's 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 been good very good how about you uh learned a new phrase it it's no gordon miller no longer is calling the golden goal it was the golden save in the canada finland final for the gold medal oh game. yeah mm-hmm. that was um mason mctavish <laughs> how heartbreaking for finland uh, to oh, literally sure. be half a puck's length away from winning gold and that was a great game o- overall it was a great game best game of the entire tournament yeah, for, for sure. sure um and thank you fans who showed up for that one 13,000 or so <laughs> it was nice to actually hear some some chants and cheers and have some life and energy in the building it was a it was a good way to end the tournament i i completely agree with luke tardif uh at his press availability that said that the one thing that they absolutely learned was that uh you should never host the world juniors in august we're never doing this again again. yeah uh and i think everyone is uh is in agreement that that shouldn't ever happen again so hopefully the need will not arise for that to happen again uh and congratulations to team canada on their gold congratulations to team finland on a hard-fought silver medal uh, and of course, we can't forget about Team Sweden getting the bronze. So congratulations to all of them. We're going to talk about that. Canada, Finland, Sweden, the hockey royalty right there. Do you want to, what? You woke up today and chose violence for the podcast. <laughs> Apparently, that's the that's the tone that you want to set early on before the show's even gotten underway. All right. I'll remember that. Walk it back. I will remember that. I'm sorry, which which team in 2019 got ousted in the quarters? 
I don't remember. That was so, Can- that, that was, was Canada. That was ago. Canada. So uh, that wasn't that long ago, my friend. Not that long ago. So we're even Steven now. We'll just say that, Rick Stevens. We're even Stevens. <laughs> Um, We've got a a fun show for you today. Uh, In the first segment, we're going to talk a bit about uh, some of the prospects. Uh, We're going to talk about how the unfortunate news regarding uh, Carey Price needing to go on LTIR. Of course, the question of, you know, you you then look at the depth chart for goaltending with the Canadians and the questions arise about will or will not that affect Caden Primo's season. We'll just explore that just briefly. Uh, wrap up how the Habs prospects themselves fared at the World Juniors. And also we've got uh, a new event that Uri Slavkovsky's just been announced that he's going to be uh, participating in just in about two weeks. So we're going to bring you all of that. Uh, take a quick break. And then in the second segment, our good friend Patrick Williams is back here on the studio for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove. And uh, we're going to talk about some very exciting coaching hirings uh, around the AHL uh, as teams finally put the finishing touches on their coaching staffs uh, in the American League. And there were there were a trio of, of pretty tremendous hirings this past week that Patrick's going to help us take a take a closer look at. So it's going to be a great show today. Looking forward to it. Uh, so first and foremost, of course, uh, it, the, the news kind of heard around the hockey world uh, when Kent Hughes uh, sort of, I know, I know you even mentioned this on the Canadians Connection podcast, Rick, sort of unprompted mm-hmm. dropped the Carey Price bad news bomb on media um, after the the trade for Sean Monaghan um, was, was completed. And um, I should mention, if you would like full analysis of all that happened on that day, the acquisition of Sean Monaghan, the ridiculous conditions surrounding the first round pick that that Kent Hughes picked up as well in addition to all of the fallout with the Carey Price news uh, go check out Rick Stevens Michael Spinella on last Saturday's episode of the Canadians Connection podcast they do a tremendous job breaking all of that down the ins and outs lots of audio things of that so check that out at canadiansconnection.fm um but with with Carey Price's season kind of in question, we know he's not going to be ready to start the season. He's going to have to go on LTIR. Uh, and as Kent Hughes said, they have to wait till he reports, does his physical at camp and meets with doctors, and then they'll determine what the path forward is. Uh, you know, is 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 surgery going to be the path that they choose? Is there a, a different option that's going to be on the table? So since all of that is kind of in limbo, um, it naturally le- leaves you looking at, okay, what's left? Well, obviously that means a Jake Allen-Sam Montembeau tandem in the NHL for the Montreal Canadiens. But Rick, I I, unf- I think even more unfortunately, that then changes the landscape for Caden Primo. Um, you know, it was widely talked about last year that Caden Primo absolutely needed to build on the successful run that he had in the postseason and spend a full season in Laval just focusing on just fine-tuning every aspect of his game, dominating the net, getting the bulk of the starts, and really bearing down and and solely focusing on the AHL. And now, uh, with Kerry not ready to go to start the season... Uh, there is no longer the Sam Montembeau buffer in case an injury takes place with one of the two NHL goaltenders. 
Montembo is one of those two NHL goaltenders now. So if there's an injury, as it stands now, I should say, because anything can change and anything can happen, but as it stands now, um, if there's an injury to either Jake Allen or Sam Montembo, could we then see, oh, got to do what's been done to Caden Primo every season for the last three years and his is whatever rhythm he's in in Laval gets interrupted by an emergency recall to to fill in at the NHL level. So you have two um, goaltenders coming off injuries in Sam Montembeau and Jake Allen from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake Allen has been a little in- injury prone, um, as particularly last season with the Canadians relying on him more and more and more, uh, and him playing beyond uh, the number of games that uh, I think any of us would like to to see him play. Um, Sam Montembeau coming off a wrist surgery, and and uh, so there there is a uh, a good chance. Not wishing bad thoughts on anybody, but no. there is a good chance that there will be an opportunity when uh, one or both can't go, and where a recall is uh, necessary. We've said. Caden Primo needs a season where he uh, is left in in uh, Laval and gets two thirds of the start starts and uh, can can learn to be uh, a number one goaltender in the AHL. I don't think that's realistic, um, given Not the anymore. news. I don't think it's realistic. I think that that uh, and and. Listen, this is one of the reasons why, um, you know, nice for Laval to sign Kevin Poulin, uh, but he's not he's not signed to an NHL contract. So a call up for him isn't in the cards and 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 he's not in that situation anyway. Um, So Caden Primo is likely to get called up. And you know what? It's time. Uh, Caden Primo has to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a reality of of the business we're in. It would be nice to develop uh, players. You know, whether you're a goaltender or a forward or or a defenseman in a bubble and leave them alone and have them. You know, you put them in a greenhouse and you. But no, you, they have to be thrown out to the weather and and be exposed to the 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 wind, and the rain, and. The, and the elements. That's the same thing with Caden Primo. Uh, unfortunately, he's been exposed to those elements and he hasn't reacted well in the past. Uh, I think this is the season uh, that he's going to have to show that he's capable of being an NHL goaltender, something he hasn't done uh, in the past. The thing that might work to his advantage this time around is he's another year older. Uh, you know, it's Caden Primo of today versus Caden Primo of three years ago is is going to be a Caden Primo that's got more experiences to pull from, more knowledge, a little bit more maturity. Uh, we saw that he took, you know, in a tumultuous season for him in the regular season, he took a very, it was difficult for him and he admitted to that, but he also took a, a pretty mature approach to it and, and understood uh, that there were just, there were things that were out of his control and there were things that were were in his control and that he needed to focus on the things that he could control and excel at them. And so, um, you know, this year he's another year older. 
He's had the experience of of the dismal season in the regular season he had last year, but more importantly, maybe, and more recently, is the very good experience he had literally carrying the ball through 99.9% of Laval's very deep run all the way to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final in the Calder Cup playoffs, uh, in which he performed pretty well. Um, and so hopefully he can build off of that. Hopefully it puts his confidence in a good place. And if he can get on a good roll at the start of the season with Laval, then if there's, you know, come, I don't know, November, December, January, if there's a need for him to be recalled, hopefully mentally he's in a much better place to be able to to kind of handle that interruption and and adapt between the AHL and NHL uh, a little more easily and seamlessly than he has in the past. We saw he performed well uh, in the playoffs with a mostly veteran team. Uh, and when uh, Jeff Wool was not focused on development at all, uh, can he do the same thing uh, this season? The Montreal Canadiens organization is said to be solely focused on intentions, not on results that should apply to the AHL as well. Uh, so he uh, shouldn't expect to have the same veteran pre- presence in front of him, um, and and he needs to be he needs to be better between the pipes, and he needs to be better between the ears. Both his his uh, physical and his mental game have to have to be ramped up this season. Will be fascinating to watch how all of that unfolds for sure. Um, speaking of other prospects, uh, want to, we, we talked about how the world juniors is wrapped up now, um, at the top of the show, but just want to, of course, say congratulations to, uh, the Habs prospects who participated in the tournament. Um, all five of them making it to, uh, past the, the, uh, the round Robin play and, uh, Kapanen and Nurmi coming away with silver with team Finland, Joshua Wall, Riley Kidney walking away with a gold medal for team Canada. Rick, I have to say though, my heart is broken for Jan Mishak, who for, for all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned, was the best Habs prospect at the tournament. And the poor guy loses uh, with Team Czechia in the bronze medal game to Team Sweden, and he's the only one that doesn't get to go home with any hardware. I'm just, I'm heartbroken for him. Hockey's not fair. No, but, it's uh, not. Jan Mishak, hopefully, uh, in the big picture, yes, by far he was the best pro- Canadian's prospect uh, at the World Junior Tournament, and hopefully that propels him uh, to a good season with Lavelle uh, coming up. Absolutely. He was uh, he was very fun to watch uh, in the short stint that he had with Laval during uh, the OHL, uh, the CHL exception year uh, when when he was permitted to play underage while the OHL was shut down. Um, And so it will be very fun to see him suit up for real uh, with the Laval Rocket and see what he can do. Uh, speaking of another prospect that's going to be exciting to watch, all eyes are on Uri Slavkovsky, of course, and uh, folks are eagerly anticipating the beginning of rookie camp uh, to get their first glimpse at uh, Uri wearing the CH and and getting him out there and, and seeing what he can do uh, as part of that camp. But before that happens, it's uh, been announced today that 
Uh, Uri Slavkovsky is one of 30, more than 30 NHL prospects and rookies who have been invited to the 12th annual NHLPA Rookie Showcase. That's going to take place Tuesday, September 6th in Arlington, Virginia. Um, really, it's always an interesting event. This is where Upper Deck gets to go um take all of their marketing photos and so forth of all of the top prospects, get them ready for merchandising and trading cards and so on and so forth in their team uniforms. Um, and uh, it's it's pretty exciting that Yuri Slavkovsky, of course, uh, is going to be part of the festivities. These are first round uh, draft picks from this past draft, the 2022 NHL entry draft, as well as the 2021 NHL entry draft. So you'll see names in there. Uh, like Maddie Beneers in, in Seattle, Dylan Holloway, uh, Jack Quinn, Marco Rossi, um, Connor Zary, Shane Wright will be there. Um, you mentioned Slavkovsky and um, uh, Ryan Suzuki, brother of Nick. Always interesting. Very fun. So another... Uh you know, Yuri Slavkovsky's had a pretty pretty incredible year this year, and just one more event that he gets uh, kind of special access and 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 accolades. So, uh, should be very fun uh, getting those first glimpses uh, there at the uh, rookie showcase. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear a brand new message from our sponsors at DraftKings talking college football. That's right, uh, football season is back. So uh, stay tuned for that. Take a listen to the great incentives DraftKings has. On the other side, when we come back, Patrick Williams will be here in the studio with us for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. So you're listening to the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. And welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast, episode 270, right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and an affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. So glad that you're back with us. It's a it's a fun show that we've got here today in the midst of August. Uh, but before we get to our next segment, uh, Patrick Williams is 
is just about to come into the studio. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, just want to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report uh, with with Rookie Camp and the Rookies Prospect Showcase coming up and so forth. You're going to want to be sure that you're following at the AHL Report on Twitter. That's where we will have all of our Habs prospect coverage starting in September, all throughout the year, covering the Laval Rocket credentialed coverage. So you you don't want to miss a minute of that. And really, if you enjoy what we do here on our podcast, uh, the best thing you could do to help us out would simply be to share our podcast on your favorite social media platform. It takes just a second for you to tap that share button and uh, spread the news far and wide that there is a new episode of The Press Zone out for people to enjoy. You know, we always get excited on the weeks here at the Press Zone where we get to say, hey, it's AHL Hot Stove Week. And that means Patrick Williams is back in the studio with us. Uh, Patrick, it's uh, it's mid-August. Believe it or not, we just got done watching a hockey tournament, which is really kind of weird. But uh, we're glad that you're here with us and uh, can't wait to uh, to pick your brain again today. Sounds good. Oh, wow. That is a large... Yeah, it's, that sounds it's like not a, the kids. That sounds cheering. like a That's, standing ovation. Yeah, that was the adults the are here. Excited. Yeah. They are. <laughs> they're pumped up. They are. They're uh, they're getting hungry for hockey season, which is not that not too far away. And really, kind of the focus, I think, for you know, it's it's very quiet right now um, around all the leagues, basically. I mean, yes, Montreal, of course, had to make their big splash this week with the uh, being involved in the Sean Monahan trade and, and some, some not so good news about Carey Price. But aside from that, you know, hockey news is, is a little few and far between right now, but so this week on the, on the hot stove, the one place, the, the one area that's been uh, finally seeing a little more activity as which at this stage in the game is definitely needs to happen is filling in those final coaching positions around the league. Um, Let's go back first and 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 first just uh, talk about Hershey because Hershey is one of those places we've talked many times with you here on the show about how uh, you know Hershey really has kind of a machine going for for promoting coaches and getting good quality coaches behind the bench in Hershey and and then them finding opportunities within the organization for advancement. Uh, of course, that happened again this year, but we see Todd Nelson coming in now. Um, can you give us a little take on on the new bench boss for the Bears? Yeah, they got one kind of the big, one of the big fish out there. Um, I was a little surprised to see him come back um, to the American Hockey League. He had been uh, in the NHL with Dallas as an assistant coach, uh, but you know, as I think a lot of people know, Dallas did a little bit of a house cleaning uh, on their bench uh, this past or this off season, and uh, he was one of the casualties of that. But uh, here's a guy. He was an interim coach with the Edmonton Oilers. He won a uh, Calder Cup in 2017 with Grand Rapids. Uh, longtime player, longtime coach. Um, kind of checks all the boxes. Um, so for for Hershey, who who lost Scott Allen fairly late in the summer, um, to be able to fill that role quickly and with somebody of Todd Nelson's uh, pedigree, uh, I thought that was a very very good move for, for the Hershey Bears who have had kind of an up and down off season in some ways, but um, that definitely fills a, a major, major spot uh, with the whole operation. 
And just a, a, a solid uh, sign. You, you, you think of kind of stability and, and a, a solid kind of guy, uh, mm-hmm. someone who's not going to, you know, upset the, the, the apple cart sort of thing. And, and just a ton of experience, both playing experience and coaching experience. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's really kind of done it all at all the different levels. He's been an assistant, he's been head, um, NHL, AHL, uh, coached, uh, down in UHL, uh, for a bit and, you know, long-term player as well. So, um, it's not a whole lot at this stage in his career. I don't think that he hasn't seen, um, and he's coming right back from the NHL level. So, um, kind of has seen the newest, latest, greatest things at that level up close, um, with the Dallas stars. So, um, he had a chance to work with John Stevens there, another longtime coach. So, uh, Rick Bonus, obviously. Uh, so, a really good, uh, you know, set of experience that he already had even before he went to Dallas. Now he brings that back to the Hershey Bears, and, uh, and he seems excited you know, from from everything I gather. And um, yeah, I think I think for the Hershey Bears, who you know, that's one of their blessings and curses is that. Um, that tends to be a job that sends people onto the NHL and now they've <laughs> in back-to-back years lost their head coach to an NHL job. So first it was Spencer Carberry coming off uh, coach of the year award and then uh, Scott Allen this past, uh, this past season. Uh, so it'll be your th- third coach in three years, which is not ideal, obviously from a development perspective, if, uh, especially for your younger players. But I mean, kind of a victim of your own success uh, if you're the Hershey Bears and the Washington Capitals. And um, that also is one reason they're able to attract a lot of uh, quality talent because uh, it is a proven path uh, to the NHL, either with the Caps or elsewhere as with Carberry, he went to the Leafs. So um, you're, you know, you're going to get a good set of candidates that apply for that job. And uh, obviously one, one of the most desirable jobs just from a, uh, you know, resources perspective, uh, you know, Hershey's senior most franchise in the league. So uh, they have a lot going for them to start with. And then when they can also say, hey, you know, you come here, there's a very good chance that you're going to have success here. And that's going to put you in line for an NHL job, which hey, coaches have their own ambitions as well, just like players. And, um, you know, that's obviously going to be very attractive to, to a coach like Todd Nelson. And I fully respect uh, a coach who's already coaching in the NHL as an assistant and it's not beneath him to take the quote-unquote step down to uh, take over behind the bench for an AHL club, knowing full well that he's going to be in a quality organization, he's going to gain a lot of valuable experience, and that might be the way that his path maneuvers to an eventual head coaching job in the the NHL or another assistance job at the very least. So, um, you know, we all, the three of us talk so much about the development of coaches and the importance of experience behind the bench uh, at any level, particularly in the NHL. And and so it's always interesting to see that uh, just like players, the development path is not the same from player to player to player. It's also that also goes for coaches as well. There's there's different ways to gather that experience, and sometimes it means going back and forth between the leagues. Um, but as you say, um, obviously Hershey is a quality place to go. Uh, you're not going to go from the NHL to the AHL unless you know that it's a that it's a, a pretty uh, pretty attractive place to to be. Yeah, and I was just sad that you know he had a lot of experience with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, you know, another one of the real premier operations. In the American Hockey League for a long time with a very stable affiliation with the Red Wings. So 
you know, you're coming from a good background and, um, you know what you're getting and, you know, uh, on both sides, right? Like the Washington Capitals who are, you know, they're in a little bit of a, a weird stage right now. Their, their windows closing. Um, their farm system isn't quite what it once was. So this is kind of their you know, critical stage now. They have to get, you know, you have you know, a little bit less talent coming into the system. Now you have to be that much better getting what you do have up to the capitals eventually. Um, and so that's why I think this is a really good, um, really good move uh, for the Caps uh, to be able to uh, get somebody that really knows what he's doing. This isn't the time you want to experiment. Um, you know, you definitely want to, um, you know, how would I say this? You want somebody that there's going to be no learning curve. This right. is a play play type coach. Uh, he's made the playoffs every year um, that he's been in the American Hockey League. Uh, he won two cups, uh, you know, with uh, skiing way back, uh, right when he started his coaching uh, career. Had lost success with Oklahoma City, back to back conference finals, and then made it, you know, obviously all the way to a Calder Cup championship. Uh, with Grand Rapids, so um, he's a guy's a winner, and that that matters in Hershey. That that fan base is demanding. Um, you know, some some markets you can go to, and there's not going to be that pressure. Hershey's not that that kind of market. <laughs> Those fans, I think, anybody that knows uh, the American Hockey League, um, they got very accustomed to winning for for you know a long time. Once the Capitals came in in, t- in 2005, and um, they've never kind of really. Uh, moved off that position and every year they expect to be in contention and having a guy like Nelson who brings a championship uh, reign in the AHL plus two more, um, you know, in other leagues and, and has NHL experience and won a cup as a player. Um, it's obviously something for, uh, for Hershey Bears fans that they can feel, they can feel pretty confident that uh, um, they're, they're, you know, they're in good hands. Right. And right. I think that matters a lot for that fan base. So you go from a, a you know, kind of an elite um, organization, one that's pretty well known around the league. And e- even for the casual AHL fan, Hershey is, is well known, makes headlines uh, plenty often to a team on in, in, in the Western part of the country, uh, the Tucson Roadrunners who, you know, perhaps not as storied of as an organization. I mean, Arizona is constantly in turmoil uh, at the NHL level. It's, you know, making headlines, usually not for the best of reasons. Uh, there's usually controversy, turmoil, uh, problems pro- cropping up. And so mm-hmm. that kind of leaves the Tucson Roadrunners, their AHL affiliate, uh, maybe flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, but Tucson getting two coaches uh named behind the bench uh, this week. We'll start with their very new head coach uh, with Steve Potvan. Talk, talk a bit about uh, that hiring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, meet the old coach, the new coach, uh, forget how that song goes. <laughs> um, but uh, Steve Potvan um, has been a head coach with Tucson, but it was the catch is kind of what it was during the pandemic season, 2020 and 21. So um, didn't necessarily get the focus you would get normally in a typical season, uh, um, especially you know being out in in a place like Tucson where it is a little bit more of a, a quieter market. You know, you're just a little bit off the beaten path um, in terms of um, 
it's it's a West Coast situation for one. Uh, so those teams, you know, just seems like they get less attention, and uh, they haven't had a ton of success. Uh, it's a team that's, uh, you know, not been one of the more glamour teams uh, either at the NHL level or the AHL level. Um, and you know, as we know in this league, uh, if the NHL teams having issues and problems, those problems tend to roll downhill. And uh, that's obviously been a it's been a, a problem for the for the Tucson Roadrunners really since they came in back in twenty what twenty sixteen, um, and so he's uh, he's somebody that comes in. He has uh, you know four years as an assistant. Um, he reverted back last season as an assistant uh, when Jay Verity. So Jay Verity had been up in 2019-20 with Tucson. Spent a year in Arizona and then came back uh, this past season, and so there's kind of been this musical chairs between, you know, Verity and Potvin. Um, Verity took a job with Detroit this this off season as an assistant, so Potvin now goes back to being a head coach in Tucson. Um, and uh, you know, when he met with the media last week, one of the things he he pointed out was uh, it was good for him to have that head coaching experience. Uh, in 2020, 21, and then be able to step back and into that assistance role once more and sort of see, see it from that perspective again, take what he had learned in that brief time as an assistant or as a head coach, put it back into the kind of the, the view of a, an assistant coach and now make that step more on a full-time basis this coming season. So um, he should have a, I would think at least a decent team uh, to work with this uh, season, which let's be honest, always is a requirement for any sort of head coach to have success at this level. I mean, you can, you can be the best developer. You can be the best this or that. Uh, If you don't have kind of those um, veteran guys coming in, you know, it's going to be a tough battle. Right. So um, the catch, I think always for Tucson though, is just, there's so much, so many demands put on them because Arizona is struggling. And so, you know, you tend to get a revolving door of players going up and down, up and down. And um, it makes it a difficult, one of the more difficult jobs, I think, in the American Hockey League uh, to have to take. And But uh, well, he's finally getting his shot and good good for him. He's, he certainly paid his dues for a long time. And um, um, he's lived in Arizona for a long time. He's, he's familiar with the area. So, if, you know, for him, from a personal standpoint, it should be a, a pretty, pretty smooth transition, I think. And for those fans listening and saying, hey, pot fan, that sounds like a name I've heard before. Is he? Yes, he is. Uh, Steve Potvan is son of um, Islanders royalty, uh, Denny Potvan. Um, so there is there is that that blood connection that that uh, mm-hmm. that immersion in hockey that uh, also helps uh, as you go along. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, you know. Like obviously, Denny Potvin, you know, story career Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup winner, this that. And now his sons had a little bit more of a more traditional career for for, for most players in the sense. He's grinded through the lower levels of, of, of the minors, made it up to the AHL for a bit as a player, had to go to Europe for a while, and now he's kind of done that same cycle um, as, as a head coach, um, you know, learning learning the ropes, uh, 
you know, having to kind of build his way up, uh, you know, starting a player that's, has never had, or a coach that's never had anything given to him. He's really had to grind through uh, his career. So, uh, you know, I think he'll be able to relate well to players on that level as well. So joining him uh, on the bench, uh, not long after his announcement came out, uh, Tucson also announced a new assistant coach. And for uh, fans of the AHL, the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years or so, this name will be familiar uh, to you. We always say that we we certainly endorse uh, players who choose to then turn to the coaching route um, and, and kind of start their development over working their way up through uh, the leagues. And uh, this time it's a pretty colorful character. One of, one of, I think collectively all three of us, one of our, our favorite guys to, to uh, deal with and watch play hockey uh, during, uh, during his AHL career. And that's Mr. Zach Stortini uh, showing up with an AHL assistant coaching position with Tucson. Yeah. Um, caught me a little bit off guard. Um, he had retired. Um, so his final season was in Charlotte. Um, he didn't really play much, but he's part of that Charlotte checkers team that won the cup in 2019, kind of a storybook way to end your career. Um, I remember him, uh, just, you know, he was as excited as anybody, um, on that Charlotte team, even though he hadn't uh, played any playoff games, but just, you know, a, a great kind of a great mentor figure for the, you know, that young team that year. And, um, transitioned right after that, right into coaching um, uh, as an assistant coach with the Sudbury Wolves in the OHL and his, right near his hometown. So sort of I was, was thinking that that's where he'd be for a while. Um, but uh, as it turned out, uh, he only spent two seasons there. The OHL obviously lost uh, that season in the middle, 2020-21. Um, and then last year he was an associate coach uh, in Sudbury. So now he's uh, he's kind of a – a little bit making a bit of a fast track uh, in, in his coaching progression. Um, already now as an AHL assistant, uh, going into a situation where um, he'll, get, he'll have a lot of uh, opportunity to learn. They um, they have John Slaney there, who's a um, obviously a very storied defenseman at the AHL level, who's been in, in Tucson for a while, and then Pot Van. So uh, they, they run a pretty lean operation in Tucson. Um, so you'll have your hands in a lot of different uh, areas. And, uh, you know, for a guy like Stortini, it's a great opportunity. Only, I believe, 35, 36 years old. So um, he's going to get a chance now to go in there and uh, and, and learn. And um, he had some decent success in Sudbury. Um, now he can take that to the pro level. And, uh, you know, he's very obviously recently retired, so he can relate well to players on that level. Um and obviously working in junior uh, the past couple of seasons, you're, you're certainly familiar with the younger players and that mentality. So uh, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for him. And it was a really nice pickup by Tucson. He, um, he has a connection with the two AHL franchises that uh, we keep an eye on uh, in 2014-15 uh, with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, 76 games, um, 184 penalty minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, two seasons before that with Hamilton um, when uh, they were the affiliate of the Canadians, uh, he had 241 penalty minutes there. So <laughs> um, yeah, I give credit to him that you know, 600 AHL games, and we forget that, that he also, 250 NHL games, um, he somehow... 
made himself valuable enough, um, you know, either, as you said, as in, in his later years as a, as a bit of a mentor, but he was always a, wherever he went, he was a fan favorite. Uh, he was good in the community and, and uh, a little bit like an Eric Nielsen who was yeah. always, was always good with, you know, with, uh, uh, defending teammates, but, but, uh, but, but a great, uh, 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 veteran player to have in your locker room. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he, like a lot of players in that enforcer role, he kind of got stuck in that weird transition time in the 2010 ish to 2015 range where mm-hmm. they were really being phased out and, and pretty quickly at that. And he kind of had to repurpose himself and uh, reinvent himself, uh, turn himself into a different player in some ways, uh, couldn't obviously just rely on being an enforcer. He was also getting older, obviously. So, um, but he managed to, you know, he got, uh, you know, three, four more seasons at the pro, you know, level at the HL level, um, you know, despite obviously being well into his thirties at that point and being a player that, you know, you know, that element of his game wasn't really in demand anymore. So I think it spoke to what he brought off the ice and, and being able to almost sort of be a, you know, an unofficial extra assistant coach. Always fun to watch on the ice and uh, a pleasure to deal with off the ice. So congratulations uh, to Zach Stortini, Steve Potvan, Todd Nelson, all the latest announcements uh, for new hirings in the AHL, uh, which at this stage in the game, it's a good thing that those contracts are getting signed because training camps are going to be here before we know it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, with, uh, with, with all of that, uh, you know, the season is, is, Fast approaching. We've got uh, rookie tournaments and and rookie camps beginning in just a handful of weeks. It's just going to be a few weeks till those start. So, Patrick, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. We've we've been so happy to have you uh, here with us on the AHL hot stove all throughout the off season. Um, you know, it's it, there. There hasn't been a shortage of news. That's for sure. <laughs> there has not no. been a shortage of things to talk about, and uh, it's going to get even more exciting now as as things start to ramp up in September. Uh, so, looking forward to another great season of the AHL Hot Stove ahead. Sounds good. My pleasure. Always fun to have Mr. Patrick Williams in the studio with us, and uh, always some great information. And uh, yeah, very. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Zach Stortini behind the bench. I think he's going to do a, a great job in the AHL. Uh, congrats to all the new coaches, and uh, it'll be fun to have Patrick back again in a couple of weeks. We always have things to talk about with Patrick. We do. It's always it's always a great conversation, and we we really enjoy having uh, Patrick uh, here on the show and and part of Rocket Sports. Um, in case you missed it, as I mentioned earlier, uh, if you did not happen to catch last week's episode of the Canadians Connection podcast, uh, Rick and Michael totally breaking down the Sean Monahan acquisition and the Carey Price news. You definitely want to check that out. Um, and, uh, be sure you take a listen to that at canadiansconnection.fm. In addition, uh, if you don't have allhabs.net already bookmarked and checking it daily for Habs notepad articles by Chris G or Habs news articles that come out pretty soon, it's going to be game preview and game recap time as well. Uh, it is the place to go for the best Montreal Canadiens coverage, uh, and everything kind of comprehensive one-stop shop that you need uh, regarding the NHL team, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, so be sure you check that out. Uh, also, if you haven't done so already, 
subscribe to our YouTube channel. I host a weekly show there called Habs Hockey Report that comes out every Thursday. Um, and it's a ton of fun. We've been having a, a great a great amount of fun with it over the summer. Lots of fan interaction, lots of news about the Canadians, the Laval Rocket. And as we get into the season, we'll be getting back into some exclusive interviews with Habs prospects. Uh, you know, we've had in, in the past, we've had uh, Yesse Ulanin on the show. We've had Lucas Vedemo on the show. Uh, and, and there'll be a lot more of that coming this season. So be sure if you haven't done so already, check out the latest episode of Habs Hockey Report and hit the subscribe button while you are there at youtube.com slash allhabs. Rick, it's uh, counting down. Tick tock. It's getting there. It's getting yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy. Uh, thanks for being here today. It was a great uh, It was a great uh, show. And uh, we are looking forward to seeing you back here again next Tuesday for another episode of the Press Home Podcast. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the waning days of summer. There's still plenty of, of summertime left to get out there and enjoy. And uh, we'll see you back here again for another great episode of the Press Home right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.